everyone, welcome back into another episode of Triple Babble Podcast, where we talk all things NFL, uh, we talk betting, we talk fantasy football, we give matchup analysis and breakdowns, and of course, dedicated Dallas Cowboys content. I'm Trev, your host, and I'm joined here by my co-host, uh, Hefe, as well as TP. TP, how you doing, man? How you doing today? Uh, it's 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 been a busy, uh, it's been a busy week. Things are kind of aligning back to where they need to be aside from the Cowboys losing, but you know, it is what it is. Can't complain. Had a little steak for lunch, prime rib action. It was pretty good. It's been a pretty good day today. How you doing, Hefe? Hey man, you know, speaking of prime rib, I had some brisket earlier from Mission Barbecue. Oh no, that shit's actually good. I had some the other day. That's all right. Let me not forget the cornbread. That cornbread was on point with the macaroni and green oh those green beans. I got another plate downstairs, yo. I might, we might have to end the pod right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Trev. I'm sorry, TP. You might have to send that to me, man. <laughs> but nah, man, I'm doing good. You know, I can't complain. You know, we, it's, I'm just loving life right now. Uh, other than, like you said, our our unfortunate mishaps, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, but first, you know, how about we talk about a guy who wasn't looking great? Wasn't looking good at all, actually. They were really losing, going down a downward trend. And then he really lost it all. I'm talking about a divorce. He just straight up busted. Said, bye-bye, see you later. And you know what? Ever since then, my man has just been slinging, slinging, 2-0. What it do? Out in Germany, NFL's first game. Trev, man, what's up? How you feeling? NFL's first Germany game. Brady was out there slinging them things. 2-0 now. No more, no more wife. Uh, well, that was a lot to digest, um, which is just said that happened. So for those of you that are not aware, we're talking about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> TB12. Um, his team um, is on a two-game winning streak since the divorce. Um, Tom Brady recently separated from his wife of nearly um, over 10 years, I believe. And um, since that divorce since that you know official breakup uh he's been on a little bit of a win streak um his team was down to dumps um uh, i don't think a tom brady led team had really been in that position um you know uh percentage wise a losing percentage wise since uh very very early on in his career before he was uh the tom brady that we know today so uh yep he's currently on two game winning streak um he's covered the spread last two meetings uh, most recently he won um in munich germany overseas battle against the Seattle Seahawks um, handled them pretty good uh, the Seahawks they did come back in it a little bit at the end in the fourth quarter with uh, a couple touchdowns but they did cover the spread they won the game and uh, they look like the Bucks team is back on track I mean it's it's pretty impressive um, I know it's not just Tom Brady playing football they got other guys out there playing as well but um, the team is looking good and anytime you go overseas and you have an opportunity to you know, battle against another division winner. Um, well, first place in the division um, in Seattle Seahawks, and, and you come out and win. That's that's promising. So, shout out to the Bucks, um, handling business as of late. As of late. Yes, sir. Yes, they did. ATP man, how what is that? How does that saying go? Happy wife, happy life. Right. That's that's funny. That's something about that. He, uh, he funny about question. that, TP. <laughs> That's that's the question. No, hold on. This is why the question is for him. So is Brady showing us the new way of life? No wife, happy life, two and zero. Oh? 
Let me I just, I want to ask you, and I'm asking you specifically. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if, I don't know if you read my mind or what, because that's literally what I was going to lead off with. That's kind of freaky, actually. I was just thinking about that literally as we started this segment. But I mean, realistically, we can't, <laughs> we can't deny the results. I think that's what, because I mean, that was like an ongoing joke in the beginning of the season on this podcast. You know, Brady dealing with divorce issues, he wasn't able to get it together. But realistically, once the divorce is final, he went over. I know she's some. I know she's from somewhere over there, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. But you know, he touched down and was like, "Yeah, no, nah, don't worry, I got some for all y'all over here." Now she got a new man, but I don't think Brady is really paying attention to that. You know, because he's really paying attention to his guys, uh, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin. I'm sure Mike Evans wants to get involved if he's if he's able to see the field, and, you know, just see some passes from Brady. But I mean, really, listen to this defense. It's always been solid. They've just been waiting for Brady to get his get his paperwork done, sign those papers. So he's done it, and now, <laughs> now we're here. So, I mean, realistically, I personally still, you know, in the event that I have a wife, you know, I'd like to keep her happy, but I'm also not going to pay a million dollars to play professional, professional football. So the game is different on his level than mine. <laughs> Fair yes. enough. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean still happy wife, happy life. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm glad. Maybe, hey, hey, Trev, maybe we can clip that for him later so he can go ahead and send that off. But until we get those clips in, I got another question for y'all, man. How do y'all feel about them Buffalo Bills and them Minnesota Vikings, man? That game was just absolutely crazy. I mean, TP, overtime. How you feel about that one? Yeah, honestly, we saw some of – we saw – two candidates for catch of the year back-to-back -back in that game. Uh, Stephon Diggs, one-handed grab, was insane. But then Justin Jefferson was like, hey, hey, buddy, fourth and 18? Don't worry, I, I have something to one-up you. Um, I don't know what's been going on with Buffalo recently. It looks, I don't want to say that, you know, teams have figured them out. But realistically, I think this goes more towards Minnesota. I think we've – at least I've underestimated Minnesota. I didn't necessarily know whether they were going to be a real team. But especially with the addition of TJ Hawkinson and, you know, Kirk having a safety net drop the ball off to, if you can't find Jefferson and Adam Thielen, I mean, this offense, especially with Dalvin Cook as well, they they look really good. That's who we have to walk, that we have to play them next week. So, I mean, there is a formula. Minnesota slowed them down. Buffalo put up points against them. But this Minnesota team is really good. I'm 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 not writing Buffalo off, but they do look a little shaky over these past couple of weeks. But I think this this should more so be attributed to Buffalo. I mean not Buffalo, I'm sorry, the Minnesota and their resilience and Kirk Cousins, oddly enough. Yeah, man. Shout out shout out Minnesota. Um Trey, let me let me ask you a quick question, man. I feel a, a couple of weeks ago we had a discussion about the standings. And we talked about this east side standings. And we said, and we were looking at their standings. At the time, Buffalo only had two losses. And both those losses were in the division. The question at that point was, can they win that division without winning a division game? Now they've also lost outside of that division to Minnesota. Do you even see this Buffalo team maybe potentially losing a playoff spot this year? So I wouldn't go that far. I would say this is a playoff caliber team. I mean, their defense is playoff caliber. They have a uh, playoff caliber quarterback, uh, offensive, you know, playmakers, things like that. So I definitely think they're still in it. Yes, they hit a rough patch um, 
But they lost outside of the division. I mean, you know, that game won't count as much. But, I mean, it's still a loss. It's a loss at home, something that a lot of people um, going into that didn't expect. And this is, you know, with Josh Allen banged up, a lot of people aren't talking about that anymore because he played the game. But Josh Allen, all week, I mean, this guy wasn't practicing. He was limited. They were talking about him not even playing this game. I mean, like, hours before uh, warm-up and things like that. So the fact that he went out there and still played – and uh, losing in the manner that they lost. I mean, I definitely think he'll get healthier as time goes on. Hopefully he didn't re-injure himself. But I, I think they're still comfortably in the race for the playoffs. Um, there are a few standout teams. Um, you know, the Vikings obviously look like the class of the NFC at the moment uh, with their record. Um, their only loss coming to the Eagles. But um, they're looking good. The Eagles and the Vikings are still looking pretty good. I'd say the Vikings are probably a little bit on top uh, right now, even though they lost to the Eagles. But um. Yeah, Bills are still in it. I think people are forgetting Josh Allen was a little banged up. Okay, so let us not forget about the guy, the, the MVP candidate, Josh Allen. All right, let's let's get into some Sunday night football, man. We had the Chargers, we had the 49ers. At the beginning of this game and going into half, it was it was looking like a pretty 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 close game, but then Chargers, I, I don't even know if they. They didn't. They didn't seem to do that great after after a while. Trev, man, you, how you feel about the uh, 49ers? I believe we we all we all said the uh, 49ers should get this one, and I know they didn't cover the spread, but we said we, we all figured they would win this one. Yeah, we all did, and we were all right there. And of course, they didn't cover the spread. But like I mentioned on last week's episode of the pod, that it was a tough spread to take for me because I thought that was way too many points. Uh, one thing of particular interest was I think the Chargers scored the first touchdown. And uh, looking at the odds then, that was that was a bet on opportunity right there. Um, for them to go up first, it kind of just flipped things around completely. So it, it was just an opportunity to, you know, pick the Chargers, uh, not Chargers, pick the 49ers uh, to win that game at that discount spread. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a game that they are going to compete in. Um, yeah, you can get off and score early, but it's four quarters and, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you're just not gonna um, outsmart him. I obviously, I obviously have told you guys before. I don't think the Chargers have a, a good head coach at all. Makes a lot of blunders, make a lot of mistakes. Um, they're missing key pieces in their uh, in their in their offense, such as Keenan Allen. Guys are banged up. You know, Austin Eckler is not gonna win you the football game. <laughs> He's just not. Um, unfortunately, as good as he is, and as good as Justin Herbert is, it's tough to go up against um, that team, that defense. Um, and, and handle them. Chargers defense isn't anything to run home about either. So uh, pretty easy game to, you know, decide who the winner was going to be there. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I was going to say that, you know, to, to your point, Trev, I mean, Justin Herbert, he was down. Not only Keenan Allen, um, Mike Williams, also missing his two starting offensive tackles. So, I mean, Justin Herbert was really shorthanded and really, I mean, for what it's worth, the game was still close, even though they didn't score in the second half. Debo Samuel was targeted six times on his, you know, his welcome back party. Caught the ball twice, had a couple count, had a couple carries as well. So Debo is getting acclimated back into the team slowly but surely. With that combination with him and Christian McCaffrey, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna have to do too much to make sure that this team runs like a well-oiled machine, plus their defense pretty stout. Um, but then again. You know, they gave up 16 points to a very short-handed Los Angeles Chargers team. So, 
we don't really know. I mean, I again, I, I picked San Francisco kind of as like a, a dark horse again, just based with the addition of Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, it's still a win nonetheless on Sunday Night Football. Um, San Francisco still not all the way healthy as well. So I like to see what that San Francisco team will be able to do with a full, healthy roster. Um, obviously, I don't want them to do too much, but, you know. Yeah, after last year, we don't want them to do nothing at all. Ain't that right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, but you know what, man? Let's get into let's get into a game that happened within our division, that Monday night football game. We, we, had, a, we had a team that was undefeated going into this game at home, mind you. At home. And the commanders, man, they they commanded their way on this field. And they 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 took over early. Early, early, early. TP, how do you how do you feel? I'm I, I remember before we got off, you were saying, I'm rooting for the commanders all the way. They better win. So let me ask you one question, actually. Did you get a good sleep after the game? <laughs> I did. I did. I did get very good sleep after that game. Um, Excellent. So it's funny because earlier in the day I was texting a bunch of Commanders fans and I was saying, you know what, I have a really funny feeling about this game. Um, I think that the Commanders are actually going to steal this game Um, in the dominating fashion in which they did. I was surprised, but they kind of gave us a formula on how to beat this Philadelphia Eagles team, which actually kind of plays into what should be Dallas Cowboys formula, which is run the ball and play physical on defense. A.J. Brown was held to seven yards on one catch, I believe. Um, you kind of just have to bully guys like that. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to make it a point to bully them. You have to make – you have to make Jalen Hurts beat you. And not to say that Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback, but if you take away his best option, because we've already seen Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith, and, you know, they're they're kind of premeditated with the way they, they throw the ball to one another. I mean, we've seen Trayvon – pick off the out route for pick six um, last year. So, um, and, you know, as the weeks have progressed, I think slowly the conversation has been shifting across the league that even though Philadelphia was undefeated, they weren't necessarily the best team in the NFL, even though you kind of have to crown them that, just be, crown them with that because they were undefeated. But, you know, the commanders came out and once again, they look a lot different with Taylor Heineke at the helm. I don't know what it is about that guy. I said when he first came in, he reminded me of, I don't want to say a poor man anymore, but a middle-class Tony Romo. Um, this Washington team always seems to get up when it comes to Taylor Heineke playing quarterback. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be starting anymore, which is good for this commander's team, not good for the rest of the division. But now we've seen the formula on how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles now whether teams are going to follow suit in the way the commanders did, it's going to be up to the league, but the Eagles are beatable. Yeah, very much so. We, it looks like we, we might have a formula on them Eagles, man, and, and I'm, I'm hoping so. And Jimmy Johnson, man, he was saying they're going on this downward trend. Trev, man, how you feeling over there? Eagles finally lost the game. Unfortunately, it was the, the you know, the commanders, but – Hey, no more undefeated Eagles. We don't have to hear that mess. How you feeling? Balance has been restored to the universe, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles lost. The Eagles lost in primetime. And to be honest, they should have won that game. Um, I won't say easily, but they should have won. There are moments in the game that 
in my opinion, changed the tide of the game. Now, obviously, you have to put the ball in the end zone and score more points than the other team, but there were there were key moments in that game. I want to talk about the second half when the uh, Eagles, when they uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, he hit a guy uh, pretty much like up the seam, uh, caught the ball, and he just decided to fall down. You know, a lot of receivers, uh, when they're kind of unsure of themselves a little bit, instead of trying to continue running with the ball and, you know, um, you know, risk a mistake or a defender, you know, stripping the ball from behind them, they like to fall down because it's a way to kind of give yourself up and, um, you know, secure the football. And uh, Hurts receiver, you know, he fell down on the ground, but he didn't uh, give himself up. He kind of, you know, quickly hurried and rushed and picked himself up on what should have been a walk-in touchdown, in my opinion. I think if he stays on his feet, I think if that's A.J. Brown, if that's DeAndre Hopkins, if that's Amari Cooper, if that's Devontae Adams, they'd stay on their feet. They walk that in for six. Um, it completely changes the outcome of the game, in my opinion. That should have been six. Unfortunately, it was not. And uh, the receiver got back up, uh, got the ball, uh, stripped out of him, and recovered by the commanders, and that turned into points. Um, also in the second half, Dallas Goddard, their tight end, uh, got injured on this play, but uh, there's a face mask haul, an egregious, egregious uh, face mask pull. was pulled by his face mask right in front of a line judge, and it, it's just like he didn't see it. And um, he came down. He hurt his groin on the play. Um, I believe that was the injury reported later. And, um, yeah, the ball came out of his hands. But before that, you know, face mask, serious face mask pull right there. And um, the ball, you know, got turned over again. If I'm correct, this was like on back-to-back possessions once the, the Eagles, you know, retained the football again. So, I mean, even if that, if that was called correctly, I mean, they, they keep possession of the ball. I think they would have probably, you know, continued to run it or, you know, run pass option, maybe get six points, maybe get a field goal. The point being is that I, if, if those two things go a little bit differently, I think the Eagles still win. That football game, um, shout out to the commanders. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do when given the opportunities, and they won. Um, they scored that last uh, <laughs> effort uh, touchdown at the end when they were attempting to do uh, that whole lateral passing thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that kind of inflated the win a little bit. But good good win for the commanders. Uh, somebody had to take them down um, as 11-point dogs. I mean, they straight up, straight up won. So it's pretty impressive by them. And I, I love to see it. Love to see it, but I hate to see it by the commanders. Had to be somebody. Had to be somebody on the schedule. Had had to be. Unfortunately, it wasn't us a couple weeks ago. But you know what? Speaking of us, man, I got some. I got some terrible texts, and I I believe TP was involved in them with me. And Trev, let me include you in this one, man. I got it. It hurt my soul when I saw this one. It said, "The commanders are coming for y'all." And and they said that we're going to be in last place soon. And to me, that just hurt. Like, that made me – not only did we lose to Aaron Rodgers again, but then I'm getting texts about the commanders being better than us and us being in last place in our division with this defense. I just – I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know what to say right now. I'm just lo- – I'm at a loss for words. This is – Trev, man, how you how, how you feeling? I think it's just the NFC beast. All the teams are good. Never in the history of the NFL has a division had this high of a winning percentage. I believe it's 0. .7. I don't know the exact decimal points that follow after that, the exact numbers, but 
never in the history of the NFL have the division had this um, high of a winning percentage. So that's the nature of the beast. I mean, we've got a very strong division. They're competing. You know, we still need to play each other a few more times. Um, it's just very interesting. Yeah, we're one game up on them, you know. And, you know, in a few weeks, you know, the division could look very different. So it's important to stay focused, um, win the games, uh, kick the field goals. I mean, we should kick the field goals. Maybe not go for it on fourth ground, fourth uh, down, taking so many risks because uh, everything matters at the end of the day. Every point, every possession, everything matters. So there you go. Yeah, um, I was very, I'm very disappointed with the way that that game was um, called, especially in the second half, especially uh, realistically the fourth quarter. You know, you go up 28-14. Um, maybe it's a situation where, and not to bring him, not him, to like bring him into this, but maybe it's a situation where we're missing Ezekiel Elliott to you know wear a team down. Not to say that Tony Pollard and our running running back Davis, I forgot his first name, but not that they couldn't wear that down because I mean they were taking chunks out of that Green Bay defense, and for whatever reason, Callum Moore decided to set it upon himself to just start ta- tossing Dak around. He threw like forty six, he had like forty six pass attempts. Like, what are we doing here? Especially when winning, we're up 28-14. Like, I, it, why, why continue to pass the ball? Why continue to give Aaron Rodgers multiple chances in the fourth? I mean, the overtime fourth down call, egregious. Just punt the ball away. Punt the ball away. Nothing nothing made sense. Michael Parsons playing middle linebacker. I don't know if Mike McCarthy had made a deal with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, like, you know, nobody wants to think about these kind of things. But it's like, what what is the point here? What is the point here? He's on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, you want to call it trap game, sure. Washington Eagles game, trap game, sure, whatever. But for the Cowboys to be up 28-14 and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers said history, you know, handed the Cowboys their first loss ever in a situation like that, it's unacceptable, egregious. J-Ron Curse, you know, did his whole thing. We spoke to the press about, oh, you got to be frustrated if you're a Cowboy. Like, come on, man, cut the bullshit. Like, we, we've seen this story before. We've, we've, we've all heard. The same, the same wordage from frustrated Cowboys players. Cut, cut it the fuck out. If you guys are frustrated, let your coaches know. Say it during the game instead of having to say it after the game. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Cut it the fuck out. It's bullshit. Well, you know what really got to me when those guys put up on the screen. They had the nerve to put up on the screen when the Cowboys are up. I think it was fourteen plus at a certain point. We're a hundred and ninety five and no. They had the nerve. And the moment I saw that, the moment I saw that, I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to beat us some way, somehow. I feel it. I can just feel it in my bones. They were tingling. I was, And then when it happened, I was like, there it is. The, the, the jinx is – the fix was in. I mean, I don't know if you all saw the stat pop up, but I swear to God, whenever I see a stat like that pop up in any sport, that one is coming. That and one is coming. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like begging people, like, please bet this shit. We want to take your money so bad. Look at this. It's never <laughs> happened before. Just bet it. The easy money. Nothing's easy. Because Nothing's easy. because they'll never show that stat again. You'll never see that 195 and one. They won't show that. Yeah. They'll only show it when it's a zero. So we can go ahead and take their money first before it's a one. They'll never show that again. We'll never hear about that stat again. Oh man, but you know what? We'll we'll get into some more Cowboys talk a little bit. 
later on this week. We're here for one reason, one reason only. And that's Thursday night football. We got to bring these fans what they want to hear. That's the six and three Titans against the four and six Packers. Aaron Rodgers, that man is nine and five straight up and nine, four and one against the spread on, on Thursdays. And Ryan Tannehill, he's he's three and four straight up and against the spread on Thursdays. The first place uh, Titans, they traveled to Lambeau to face Rodgers, who finally snapped his losing streak this past Sunday. The Titans, they're 7-0 and against the spread in the last uh, seven games they've had. And the total uh, against these two teams, six out of the last seven times, it's gone over. Sounds like a good bet to me. The Packers, they're 2-4 and four straight up in their last six meetings against the Titans. On this short week, Packers at home, I think we got a minus three spread. TP, roll me in with some stats on this. It's ironic that we just finished talking about how the Packers were able to take down the Cowboys. And quite honestly, I don't I don't think that this Green Bay team is going to be bouncing back and getting to the playoffs. They just happen to get their win. Aaron Rodgers happened to get his nuts off against the Cowboys for one last rock, one last fuck you. Um, I mean, Christian Watson goes off for 100-some yards, 106 yards, I think, three TDs against us. But, I mean, realistically, looking at uh, Tennessee's last five games, they've only given up a maximum of two touchdowns, and they've only, and they've won four out of the five games, losing only to Kansas City. And, of course, you're going to lose to Kansas City. Kansas City is what good football teams look like. Dallas. Um, the Titans will also be looking to do what the Cowboys could not do, and that is run out the clock. Luckily, they have a, a running back and a coach that knows that their running back is competent enough. Kellen Moore. Um. Green Bay's giving up about five yards per carry, Dallas Cowboys. But, again, we'll see what happens here. I think Derrick Henry is going to be the deciding factor in this game because the formula to beat the Green Bay Packers is there. Apparently, you have to stop Christian Watson, which we couldn't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. But um, I'm not going to make something like Dallas Cowboys. I mean, what it's worth, I do think Tennessee is going to keep the ball, keep the game simple. Um, You know how to beat Aaron Rodgers. You know, just run the ball, get a real balanced game, kind of give them on the toes. If they can keep Christian Watson out of this game, I guess now, um, Alan Lazard, I do think Tennessee wins this game. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident Tennessee wins, wins this game, even though Green Bay's favorite here. Um, I just think Tennessee is going to stick to the formula that works. Um, and that's hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and wear down this defense, which looks like it's susceptible to being worn down over time. Okay. Well, yeah, so I was right. The spread currently on FanDuel is set at minus three and then over 41. I'm, I'm definitely probably going to put some money on that over 41 after hearing about that six out of the last seven. Uh, 41, I think that, that, might, that, might be, that might be pretty pretty easy. Trev, man, though, how you feeling, man? Can you, should I take the under? What you, what you think? I don't know what we should do with the over-under. I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't know. <laughs> But I don't know because uh, it's so sticky, Thursday night football. I mean, we've had so many duds on Thursday night, and then we have, you know, as the season has progressed, we've had a few overs. And in these situations, it's just really tough. you got both teams coming off of, you know, they just played a hard-fought game on Sunday. Um, the Titans won, the Packers won, so somebody's about to lose, uh, <laughs> you know, coming off that little win they just experienced. I do think that 
in some ways, this was like a, a mini Super Bowl for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you've got Mike McCarthy coming back. The last time uh, McCarthy and Rodgers were on the same team, you know, they didn't have, uh, you know, kind things. Well, I'll say Aaron Rodgers didn't have too many kind things to say about him, um, you know, leaving there. And I'm sure he was actually motivated to to, to kind of win uh, that particular matchup. Uh, and then you've got the the Titans. You know, Ryan Tannehill is back in the starting lineup. Um, you know, he was back with the with the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Denver Broncos in a game where I thought that'd be you know clear opportunity for the Denver Broncos to kind of win that one. And you know, they surprised people. They kind of came back after they were down ten and zero. So you see that team is able to fight back. Uh, doesn't matter if they get down. And um, I I got to lean the Titans on this one. I know that's probably not the most popular pick after seeing what Green Bay did. But Green Bay had to come back like from multiple scores in order to win that particular game last week against the Cowboys. I don't think they are really built to kind of come back and win, not this iteration of the Green Bay Packers. Not saying I expect the Titans to necessarily get up early, but in any situation in a game where the Titans, you know, happen to take the lead, this team has more than often this season kind of been down on themselves. So I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. Um I lean, I lean that way. Uh Tennessee Titans plus the three. Um, they've been excellent at kind of covering spreads recently. Now, I know all spread covers are going to come to an end at some point, but they're dogs here in a spot where uh, three points is a lot. So um, it could be a field goal game and come down to that. Still got Derrick Henry. He was essentially neutralized uh, this past game against the Broncos. The Packers' defense is not like that. I think Derrick Henry gets back moving again. I think that they have a, a good opportunity to cover the plus three. I like that word, neutralize. Neutralize. <laughs> Too bad the Cowboys can fucking neutralize Aaron Rodgers. I told him he was supposed to take him out back and put his ass down. It's a fucking. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd be great to see the Titans, you know, destroy that man. I'd I'd love to see it. You know, one more, one more thing, that... one more thing, one more thing about that. It's starting to get a little chilly out there. When it gets cold, you know, they love to give it to Henry. All teams love to give it to their running back. So I mean, that just. You know, I think that helps. Listen, just listen. I, maybe you'll find the Triple Bevel podcast. Maybe somebody send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all that said, I guess is the biggest the biggest thing to do this Thursday just take a prop bet of of Derrick Henry rush yards and then maybe a anytime touchdown. I like to touch them more than anything. They're definitely getting the red zone at some point. Who are they going to give it to? Not giving it to Tannehill. <laughs> I mean, you know, not as many times as they give it to Henry. So I like his anytime yeah. touchdown prop. Obviously, that's that's my favorite, especially since he did not score a touchdown uh, this past week. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Unfortunately, they got it up a little little, little juice. Minus 150. Minus, minus it's, all, it's, always, it's always juice. It's always juice. But Yeah, yeah. so. But Not you know anymore. that 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 minus one fifty will probably definitely come in this week. I think so. But you know what? Until then, we'll we'll get back to this game. We'll we'll recap it this coming Sunday for you guys. We'll get to see what happens, and you know we'll get into it. Can the Eagles rebound against the Colts in Indianapolis? We'll we'll get to see, man. Will will we see another classic uh, with Minnesota at home? They're undefeated. We'll get to see Dallas go there and travel. Let's go, Dallas. Come on. We got to get this one. And can the can the commanders keep commanding their way down the field and get over 500 against a team, like, led by my guy and your guy? No, nah, it's not your guy. It's not really my guy. I just love his name. Davis Mills. 
Ako may nasa Bargo Sex na pa. We got some early predictions on here for you guys. And of course, we got some highlight games, some Sunday night Chiefs and Chargers, and some Monday night 49ers and Cardinals. Until then, though, this is El Jefe. I am out. Calamore, I swear to God, don't fuck it up. TP's out of here. Yeah, I just want to reiterate what my uh, co-hosts have said. Uh, don't mess up, Cowboys. Uh, you know, we're rooting for you. But anyways, this is Trev um, signing out from Trev Bow Podcast for today. Check us out on our very next episode coming uh, this Sunday. Um, we'll be capping, uh, reviewing, giving analysis uh, to all the games on the Sunday slate and the uh, Monday night football game. So check us out later this week. And until then, uh, this is Trev and Triple Babble Podcast signing out. Right. Tell them what the fuck up.